Yeah! How about that, Slee? A big announcement on the program. We got more time, my friend. We're going to add a third hour to Travis and Slee. That's going to start a week from today, September 7th. So go out and enjoy your Memorial Day. And then when you come back, Alan and I will start at 9.55 in the morning, an hour later than we typically have. But we're going to go an hour further as well. We're going to go all the way up to 1 o'clock. More Travis and Slee, Al. Yeah, looking forward to it. I know for L.A. too, obviously local conversations, local sports talk, local angles, and uh, just as good, Trav, just kind of think about what we got coming up on the horizon. 30 more games left for the Dodgers before the playoffs. Hmm. Rams and Chargers and Raiders and NFL getting going. And then we're about just over 30 days away from the first preseason game for the Lakers. So time couldn't be better, uh, couldn't be more excited. And then we have this. You can send us your Twitter participation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sliwa. Uh, how about this? This is from your burner account that you go by the name of uh, the Quant 310. Yep. It says, Let, let's be real here. Slee is the pulse of L.A. and the reason there is a third hour now. Hashtag Slee Nation. You got a fan out there, Slee. I like what it. What I do is I always have my iPad set up as well, logged into a different Twitter account, <laughs> and I compliment myself as much as possible. And then you just have two different devices. You don't have to sign in again. You see what I'm saying, Trav? <laughs> just toggle back and forth. Just go back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. Okay. So th- that one's good news for you. This one may be a little bit less so. Okay. This is from our pal Eric Herrera. And Eric says, with an additional hour, I say there needs to also be additional time devoted to the number one segment on radio Ask Slee. What do you make of that? I think um, if we want the show to succeed and thrive, we should keep it one segment, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and not mess with any of that dynamic. That's, that would be my gut. Speak for yourself. Uh, Haru uh, Yamawaki writes, speaking of genius, what would the little genius from PSG say, Travis? Congratulations, Al. Congratulations, Trav. Good job. See, did you guys look? Did you look at Al's face when I was doing it? He hates my voices so much. He, he looks away. He yep. gets bored. He I won't participate. Out. He doesn't laugh. He I, just sits there and the makes entire it. entire show, let me just say, I, the entire show I have not looked out the window. For some reason, I just started staring out the window. Like, yeah. just no, no, your, your palpable hatred of my voices is real. It, you, you don't hide it well. Who did you do that I liked? <laughs> there was one that I think I liked. Did you do Robert Kraft? Was it the Kraft one I liked? I, I do. I do a pretty good Bob. I, look, they're all equally great. They're all ten out of tens. There really, there really is no distinction between one to another one. This one's telling me to go to hell. Think, that's from uh, Three Pete. So that's fun. Bellinger, do you think Bellinger yesterday when he was coming in for Mookie, he's like, Dave, it's not a good idea, man. Keep Mookie in. Didn't he? Didn't he go? <laughs> you can't be silent, bro. <laughs> oh, that's oh really. Really? You don't like that? Huh? That that feels bad? That doesn't feel good? That's weird. Yeah. I have no idea what that's like. I need much more of a reaction than that. Okay? Much more of a reaction than that. All right. So we got another hour coming. We start at 9.55 instead of 8.55 along the way. So we opened up the show with the announcement. And right after that, a little bit before we came on the air, Al, yeah. Cam Newton gets cut from the mm-hmm. Patriots. He's out. So we started talking about is there anybody here in town that could make a move that to, to cut a star player just out of the blue, boom, cut, 
And everyone would say, yep, good decision, just based purely on the fact that the coach, the manager, whatever the position might be, has that much juice like Bill Belichick does. I'm not talking equal juice to Belichick. That doesn't exist outside of maybe Vince Lombardi. But just somebody that no matter what they do, we're all going to go, yeah, cool, way to go. Well, you know, it's interesting because if we just look at Cam Newton for a quick second, I, I know that's the news today, and I know that's more of a national story, and we'll try to localize as much as we can. It, when you really, really think about it, I mean, it's not like, you know, cutting Cam Newton if you're Bill Belichick. I don't know how – it's it's a surprise and a shock because we're eight days away from football starting. We're 11 days away from the first weekend game or whatever the case is. But it, it's more – it's not like – you know, Belichick can't make a case to cut Cam Newton and roll the dice on a quarterback that hasn't took a snap in the NFL. I know that's sure. odd, and I know that sounds weird. But I think the, the the story here for us, at least, you know, in Los Angeles, who has that type of juice where it doesn't matter what Who's they do. The who, it doesn't matter the what they do and the decision they make. You're always going to lean towards, well, that's a, that's, that's a smart, that's a smart move right there. I mean, that's, I see what he's trying to do. Where the other side of it, it's no matter what move they make, you're always questioning it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, okay, I think with that being said, so who do you want to throw in here? Do you want to throw, well, of course, we're going to throw I, I Vogel think go to, in there, Ty Go Lu. to three majors. Go okay. to three majors. Let's do basketball, baseball, and football. we got two of each, so we got six guys, right? you got the two football guys, McVay and Staley. you got the two basketball guys, Vogel and Lou. Two baseball guys, Dave Roberts and Joe Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go to most juice first because I want to go least. I, I don't know. Let's go least. Let's go least. You want to go least first? first? Yeah. Okay. Least juice first. Uh, <laughs> this is well, I mean, sound what, weird. what got what kind of juice can you have if you're a first year coach and you haven't done anything? I think you got some. I, I I actually think that that's a scenario because they just hired you. They just brought you in the building to. You fix have a longer leash. You're saying, and some juice. They, mm-hmm. You don't bring somebody in, give them the head coaching job of the Chargers like Brandon Staley does, and then say, "No, nah, we're not going to do that." You, you you let him do his thing. You let him set up his shot. You let him succeed or fail. Right. At mm-hmm. least at the beginning. I think the guy, and this sounds weird, the guy with the least amount is Dave Roberts. Because I think, while I think he does a decent job, I think most people look at this as Andrew Friedman is the one that's doing most of the heavy lifting. That he that, that Dave Roberts' job is to make sure that everybody's in a good place. Make sure that everybody understands their role. Make sure that this guy understands he's going to play on this day and not that day, and here's why. But when it comes down to the actual administration of lineups and things like that, I think that fairly or unfairly, I think they look at it as Dave Roberts is executing a plan that's being implemented by somebody else. That's Dave Roberts gets the most criticism, I think, of any or also let's, true. Let, let's say even criticism to the to the side, the most question marks come up whenever Dave Roberts does anything or mm-hmm. if he doesn't do anything. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, how many conversations have we had here um, where? Dave Roberts, we'll just use today as an example. Hey, why'd they put Trinan in? I think there's a reason why they did that. Um, what does this mean now for Kenley? Yup, are they going to finally do this? Just another example. Bellinger, there was a quote that came out of, I think it came out of yesterday's game, maybe it was before the game, that when lefties pitch, Bellinger's not going to be in there. What's he going to do with Cody? You got four outfielders that you're going to play. Bellinger's got to be the short and the stick. We talk a lot about every move Dave Roberts makes whether it's a good or a bad one, but mostly criticizing what Dave Roberts does. We had a caller earlier today said that he can't manage uh, a Little League baseball team. Some, 
I feel like you get that a lot from Dave Roberts more than some of these other managers or coaches. And and I think when we're talking about this, we're talking about fan reaction, right? Because I think inside the Dodger building, Dave's got a ton of juice. I think that Dave is a a partner with what's going on. I'm talking about it from the outside part of this. As far as most goes, you look at a guy like Frank Vogel, championship-winning coach. You look at a guy like Dave Roberts, championship-winning coach. You look at Joe Madden championship-winning manager yep. with the Chicago yep. Cubs. Maybe not here. You look at uh, Brandon Staley, brand new. Ty Lue took his team to the Western Conference Finals just a year ago, but the Clippers are kind of dead. Sean McVay, and he's the one that doesn't have a championship on this list. Sean McVay could do almost anything of cutting Aaron Donald. He's like the chosen one. Yeah, that whatever mm-hmm. he decides, we go, yep, that's the right thing to do. Think, think about it like this. Mm-hmm. They, they fired or cut or traded, however you want to characterize it, a guy that they had given $100 million to five minutes earlier and sent him packing with two first-round draft picks the other way, and really the universal reaction was right on. Sean McVay knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't. Oh, this is going to be the guys. difference, right? This is this is what they needed to do, rather than wait a minute here. <laughs> wait a minute. Why you have something to do with that? I mean, part of that has your fingerprints on it as well to give Jared Goff as much money as you gave. But that that's not the perception. I, I think the McVay one is most interesting because. He has not won, but I think there's this, he's young, he's charismatic, everyone's trying to pick off coordinators that are with the Rams that have some type of connection with uh, Sean McVay. I think there's, um, I, I think that is, that's a more fascinating one. Look, Vogel gets, I don't think Vogel can just make any move that he wants to make. I don't, no I don't think that's going to happen, even with a championship. Ty Lue, I think, actually has a pretty long leash because it's the Clippers, he's one year coach in, they got to the West, he... He had a lot to do with when Kawhi Leonard went down. He had a lot to do with kind of strategically getting him to the Western Conference Finals and putting up a fight. So I think he's got a long leash. The other ones, uh, I, I could see the David Roberts one is a little surprising that you think he's got the least amount with fans. With fans, okay, but don't let's take away the fans because how about within the organization? I think he's got some within the organization. I think he's a partner with Andrew Friedman, and because look. Go back to when they were winning all those divisions, and I know he wasn't a part of all of them, but there when you saw the meltdown last year with Kenley Jansen in the playoffs, you go back to the, the, the year before when you had the Washington Nationals and you left Clayton Kershaw in and Kenley Jansen, never that, that whole thing. There was a lot of really good reasons to say, you know, Dave, we've, we've tried this, let's move on, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They, 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 he was still there. He came back. They win a World Series, so they validated to do it, but – that he didn't get sent to the door at that point, I think speaks to how much juice he has. Yeah, the uh, the the Belichick piece is it's a it's an interesting conversation to have because it just kind of came out of nowhere, you know. And, and it, I, like I said, if you really kind of break it down, it's not like Cam Newton is this untouchable quarterback, so it's not like that much of a shock. But just the way it went down, when it went down, the timing, the fact that it's the Patriots, the fact that it's Cam Newton and Belichick, that was the bigger story. But that kind of breaks down some of the juice. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And now, here, here's the thing, and you're, you're with the Lakers and talk about them more than anybody. Frank Vogel got very little credit for winning the championship. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, look at LeBron and AD. Look at what they did. Look at the shots that these guys made. And look at the rosters and, you know, uh, Rajon Rondo stepping in and doing the hard, et cetera, et cetera. Now, he got some, but it wasn't, wow, what a job that Frank Vogel did. Sean McVay comes in, has not won a championship, and it's, wow, look at what Sean McVay has done mm-hmm. that 
I, I don't know if it's the nature of the Lakers versus the nature of football, whether people don't understand how much goes into football relative to basketball, but it's interesting to me that Vogel has been here for two years. He won a championship in his first year. His second year was blown up for reasons completely beyond his control, mm-hmm. just health. I mean, it wasn't that Frank Vogel rolled up on LeBron's ankle. And yet he's just kind of one of those, yeah, he's just kind of there. He's the guy that blows the whistle of practice. I don't think he gets nearly enough credit. Pye doesn't get enough credit, but I will say that, you know, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that he got an extension. They never even, you know, shared what the terms of that was. So mm-hmm. within the organization, I think there's obviously some – the guy's actually – put it this way, LeBron's got two years left on his contract with the Lakers. you got to imagine Vogel will be there for at least another two years and probably even further than that after he won a championship. Uh, it is it is a different dynamic. You know, when you think of the greats, just think of the past few coaches that won championships with the Lakers. Hey, many of them. Phil Jackson, think of Pat Riley, right? These guys are considered one of the greatest ever, but all of them won multiple championships. Maybe that has part to do with this when you think of Frank. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, it is fact or cap, but up next... We're going to give a couple of flowers to Julio Orias. He was great last night. Not nearly enough credit paid to him. That's coming up. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Seen it happen. (laughs) I'm sorry, Sleeve. What's that? I've seen it happen. (laughs) We do me a favor? Yeah. If if you ever see me in public with my shirt off, can you get me to the hospital as quickly as you can? Because clearly I've had a stroke and I'm going through something. (laughs) And I'm going to need some help along the way. I've got a question for you. How long does it take you to adjust back after an international flight, you know, kind of the get back into a rhythm? I'm the wrong person to ask that specific question because I haven't traveled internationally in quite some time. Mm -hmm. But even if I just traveled domestically coming back from a a trip. New York or something. Phoenix, Vegas, San Francisco, take your pick. He needs three weeks coming back from Flagstaff. I'm going to bring Flagstaff Flagstaff off a lot more. Are are you like a member of the Flagstaff Chamber of Commerce or something? Just really pushing the Visitors Bureau of Flagstaff. You know know what's a beautiful town? Little under Flagstaff, Arizona. Hi, I'm Alan Sliwa, part of the Flagstaff Chamber of Commerce. That's a great point about Ureas. Have you seen what Flagstaff is doing this weekend? <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Now, a couple of days at least, right? A couple of days at least to get acclimated to the, the grind of real life again. You I, Look, put it to you this way. Yeah. If you're not quite right until next week, I get it. You well, you 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 traveled a long way. So yesterday uh, struggled, but why do I feel like I'm adjusted now? I look, I I went I went directly back to, you know, came back. There's a ten hour difference. I just said screw it, doesn't matter. I'm gonna sleep at nine ten o'clock, whatever. So I done that now twice in a row. Yes, I went to bed around ten thirty. I think I'm back. I, I think I'm. That's I think pretty I'm, quick. I was going to say, like, I feel like something's missing here. Like, I, feel, I feel like something's going to happen where it's like, no, you're not back, but I feel like I'm back. 
You know, yeah, look, I'm pleasantly surprised. I was expecting, you know, jet lag sleep for at least a day or two. Now, you're uh, you're pretty good. Remember our announcement earlier this morning, starting a week from today, September 7th, we get an extra hour on Travis and Slee instead of it being a two-hour show. It's going to be a three-hour show. We're going to start at 9.55. We're going to take you all the way up to 1 o'clock. And Alfonso tweets out of Slee on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, the Sleewinator and Travinator both taking over the mornings. I like that. Thank you, Alfonso. We're looking forward to it. Uh, Craig says, Craig Stone writes, congratulations on the third hour, guys. Can we now get an Ask Messi and Ask Bellinger? I don't think either one of us are up for that. The the, the Messi Bellinger Ask segment might is, is probably something got, we're going to have to wait on. Let me just say, I really got a taste of my own medicine. When you went quiet when I did Bellinger, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, did the Zoom freeze? Did the Comrex stop? Like, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't realize that what the, that's what the other side sounds like. So my apologies during any of your pers- impressions uh, over the last couple well, of months. I just think it's important that you understand that people like Messi and people like Bellinger. We need to give the people what they want. Um, here's one from Drew Soto that says Clay Helton has the least amount of juice. And I wrote back to, to Drew saying, yeah, we, we left him off we didn't the, put list him on the on list on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we, he didn't make it, and it wasn't an oversight. It was a conscious decision to leave him off because the game doesn't work as well when everybody picks the same guy. Yeah, right. I, I, I was going to say, there's certain people you want to keep on there. That one wasn't even a, a topic. <laughs> no. All right. Today's stat hero of the day, Slee, is our guy Julio Urias, who was fantastic last night. He became the first 15-game winner in Major League Baseball. Uh, he is uh, the only other – Mexican-born pitcher to lead Major League Baseball outright and wins in August 30th or later is my man Fernando Valenzuela. Mm. Uh, he, he has been so valuable for what they've done this year. We know Bueller, he's, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory right now, but Urias has been brilliant. Plus, you know, I, I think there's some question marks, fair question marks about was it 2019 he pitched under 80 innings? That's the furthest that he's pitched. And now here he's sitting 140-plus, something along those. I don't have the exact number, but I know it's yeah. over 140. So I say that because – you know, I, I think there's been this question about question mark about Urias is as good as he is, okay, is this sustainable? What happens when he gets over 100 innings? What happens when he gets over 120 innings? Can he still be this effective? And, you know, let's use last night as an example. Um, we talked about going into that game that there are three guys, the setup they had against the Braves was so ideal. It was yeah. Urias, it's Walker Bueller, it's Scherzer. If you're going to rank those three you're putting Urias at third. And he hasn't done anything wrong. He's leading the majors with 15 wins this season. This is mm-hmm. just how great Walker Bueller is and how great Max Scherzer is. So when you know we kind of go out of our way to highlight somebody, this is great about doing the stat hero of the day, is we can go and find somebody that we think deserves kind of a little extra rep. Urias deserves that all season long for the Dodgers. And it's not that he's not talked about. It's just you got other guys you're putting up against. If he's on a different team, Trav, Urias is being he's talked about. He's the ace. He's, the the ace. Ace. he's, yeah. he's be- Here you're having a conversation saying, hey, well, if Kershaw comes back, you want to bring him in that same role that he was last season? That's pretty amazing. So with that in mind, and I agree, every, cosign everything you said, is it a little disrespectful that we may be talking about moving him into the pen in the postseason, that kind of running yeah. back what they did in 2020? Because he is an ace. You know, mm-hmm. like what you said, he would be the ace on other teams. I agree with the fact of the matter is he's an ace here. How did you when that game started last night? Number seven walks out there. How did you feel? Pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good that he's going to give you a start that's going to be impressive. That he's going to give you a start that goes deep into the game, and he's going to give you a chance. And that's exactly what he did. And saying, "Okay, get Kershaw back so we can move you out of the spot that you've thrived in." 
Mm. Mm. Uh, listen, when you say, is it a little disrespectful? Yeah, I think it is. Now, if he's asked to play that role, uh, it just kind of shows how ridiculous the pitching staff is. And, oh, by the way, um, in doing so, uh, you know, obviously we'll have to wait and see what happens with Kershaw. It just kind of shows how dangerous this lineup is. All right, Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives you the player that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash seven ten ESPN for three hundred percent back on your first play. That's stathero.com slash seven ten ESPN. Have you already uh tried put on your GM hat for tonight? Not for tonight. I'm gonna wait for the lineups to come out because I need to see who I'm competing against. I'm thinking What's your for, overall record right now? I'm one and two right now. So I'm gonna get back to five. I might play twice tonight and we'll see if I can get back on the right side of it. But Trey Turner kind of let me down last night. Christian mm-hmm. Yelich let me down, but uh, we'll do better. Um, I'm just saying, I, I just want to throw this out there. Being one and two, three games in, people are starting to kind of watch. Now they're starting to kind of look <laughs> like, hey, do we have the right guy here? <laughs> well, we'll How see. much juice does Travis Rogers have? We'll people should sign up and play. It's uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Let me let me ask you this about the Dodgers. Yep. There were a couple of – and they won, So and they shaved a game off the lead. They're down yep. to one and a half. So good news, right? Full, full news, good stop. But – Winning the division, super important. Staying out of the wild card, super important. But the fact of the matter is, anything short of a World Series championship is going to feel like a, a, a season that was unsuccessful in the mind of the Dodgers and, and, and of their fans. It'd be a failed season. No it other would. way to put it. Yep. Yeah, it, no question. There are two things that jumped out at me, one good and one not so good last night at the game. The good one is the Dodgers for most of the season have been a pretty mediocre defensive team. Not terrible, but mm-hmm. just kind of mediocre. They're, they're, they're just – they make some mistakes. It's not super clean. They miss some plays here or there, and that needs to be tightened. Last night, their defense was great. Justin Turner made a great play at third base. Trey Turner made what I would argue might have been a game-saving play against Freddie Freeman. A.J. Uh, Pollock, a diving catch. Yep. Pollock, early diving. Max Muncy made a nice running catch down the right field line at first. Just some really high-level defensive plays. You're going to need to make plays like that to win the World Series. It's nice to see him doing it. Here's the not-so-good news. They scored five runs. Cool. They hit four home runs. Cool. They did it all in the first three innings. Mm-hmm. Okay? They had all four of those home runs. Muncie, Smith, Mookie, and Seager all hit home runs. Awesome. Seager hits a two-runner. The Dodgers score runs via the home run, and that's kind of it. They, they, they're not great. And, manuf- and we know that in the playoffs, the pitching gets better. At-bats yeah. get more important. Mm-hmm. Execution gets more important. Run manufacturing gets more important. Now, they slugged their way to a World Series last year, so it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. But they're so feast or famine. The night before, they got three hits against the Rockies and didn't score a run. They turned they around scored seven the- runs in that three-game series yeah. against the Rockies. Yeah, and, and if all of a sudden mm-hmm. those, those bats go cold, and, and again, good pitching in the postseason – You'd like to think that there's a way to manufacture some some runs. You'd like to think there's a way to manufacture some stuff when you're not just hitting the ball over the fence, and they haven't really been great at that this season. I, I, listen, I think a little worrisome. I mean, if you're if you're seeing the Dodgers, Emily's texting us yesterday. You're uh, texting back. Uh, Funches and I are trying to do Lakers talk. I'm like, not right now, guys. We're in the middle of a topic about Rondo. <laughs> Can I um, tell you something? Yeah, I totally forgot you were doing. <laughs> uh, just I'm doing doing Lakers talk. You guys are are texting like I'm sitting on the couch, having uh, just enjoying the game with you guys. Emily sends a text about Will Smith. I respond yeah. to it, and then such so crickets from the other two. You guys, I forgot that you were working. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, that's awesome. I had my phone right, so, silence. So, <laughs> so so real quick. So just to play off of that, three innings in, you're up five nothing, and then you know fast forward a couple hours later, 
you're in the ninth trying to squeeze it out with two guys on. You're still sitting with five runs on. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's – listen, you said it perfect in the beginning. You take the freaking W. You yep. gain some ground on the Giants. No question about it. Any way you can get a win. But sometimes you win a certain way and you're like, wow, that was a lot. That The emotions of that game a couple hours ago to how the game ended – you're kind of sitting back saying, well, that didn't really go as I thought it was going to go the rest of the way. Especially in the regular season, right? If you're up 5 to nothing with nobody out in the third inning, mm-hmm. th- this feels like a 9-1 to one night, right? Sure. This, this sure. just feels like one of those, okay, put it in cruise control, let's get to the finish line, no high leverage at-bats, we're, we're good. To Kenley's unavailable, Blake Trinan's in his second inning, uh, there's guys on base, you're a pitch away from Luke. That, that game should not have ended with as much tension as it did, and I think it's part because the offense went back to the other offense, where if it's not home runs, it's not happening. All right, so we doing uh, some fact or cap coming up next year? We are. A little fact or cap coming up next, and then in 15 minutes, the Dodgers won a little bit differently last night. We'll get into that. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. How great is it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. For instance, Lauren Webb, who's the Senior Vice President of Talent Acquisition for Mindula Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply. She said, I love the feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite the candidates. So you should go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You ready for another tweet, Slee? Sure. What do you got there? This is from our Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. This is from Nathan J. Morris. And Nathan writes, Trav, you're my favorite on the station. You sound like the guy I'd most like to have a beer with. Probably a hell of a wingman in your day, too. Half right, Nate. <laughs> you, got, you got half of that right. I'm a good guy to go have a beer with, I think. I, I, mostly because I like doing that. It's, it's fun. I like hanging out, having beers, watching a game, shooting the breeze. That's fun. Al, in the history of the world, there has never yeah. been a worse wingman than me. I don't know if I believe that. The I don't worst. Know if I believe that. Hey, Trav, come on. Let's, let's go over there. No, nah, I'm going to shoot pool. Hey, Trav, no, come on. It's getting late, and I need you to come on. No, no, I'm going home. I'm done. Good luck. Let me know what she says. I can I'm, see I am the you. single worst at that. I can see people coming up to you just left and right back in the day saying, hey, Trav, listen, a little nervous to go talk to her. Can you, uh, can you put the groundwork in? Can you kind of set no. the foundation here? And I can see you saying, uh, I'm good. I'm actually going to go. There's a spot here where I could get a sandwich and a burrito. They're all within <laughs> the same corner of each other. <laughs> Are you into that sort of thing? Hey, Jenny. And then Dave over here, he and I are going to go get a sandwich and burrito. We're gluttons and monsters. Would you like to come with us? <laughs> you look like you might be into that. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Just you know, cut the sandwich in half, in cut fact, the burrito in half. You could have just a little bit of both. In fact, I'd prefer you don't so I can eat whatever you don't finish. <laughs> I'd be great like that. It is time for Fact or Cap, Al. Welcome back, guys. I love, I love a cap. I love a cap. <laughs> just a cap. Just mm-hmm. one cap. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, our first 
uh, statement is Cam Newton will be signed to the Washington football team. Travis, factor cap. Ooh, good question. Um, cap, and here's why. Cam Newton hasn't been good for a long time. Right? The, the idea that Cam Newton, oh, he's been hurt. Oh, he's been on a bad team. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Honestly, when was the last time that Cam Newton was a really good football player in this league? It's been a while. It's been several seasons, maybe as long as three, maybe even creeping into four. I know that he was having an MVP year about four years ago, got hurt, but he hasn't been the same since. And if you can't get it fixed in four years, then it's not going to get fixed. So I don't think there's going to be a long line of teams trying to get Cam Newton to come in. I, I think that's cap. I'll go cap, but for a different reason. I, I think he probably finds a place, finds a home, probably as a backup quarterback, right? Won't get the starting gig, but we'll still get an opportunity in the league. We'll still be around if an injury goes down and there'll be an opportunity out there. I just don't think he's going to be a starter. I feel like I only put that out there because Ron Rivera is his guy. So mm -hmm. he's still at the Washington Good football point. team. They don't have a quarterback. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick. But uh, but here's the thing. Fitzmagic always starts fast, right? Mm -hmm. that his, the, the genius of Ryan Fitzpatrick is that the first month of the season, you're like, why hasn't this guy been a starter in the league for 30 years? And then it's the next two-thirds of the season where he's dreadful. So I don't think that by the time they realize that that's not going to happen, Cam may be somewhere else. All right. So you should always tip 20% regardless of service at a restaurant. And this came about because someone went viral for having a negative tip. So like he wanted money back for her service. So again, you should always tip 20% regardless of service at a restaurant. Alan, fact or cap? I'm okay with that. I'll go fact on that. I, um, I will say this. I, I will say that as much as you... You know, we critique, we analyze, oh, my gosh, my server forgot this, forgot that. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like, at the end of the day, what's really happening? You're sitting back, you're enjoying a meal, whatever the case is. I think tipping 20% is not only fair. That's how a lot of these people, uh, that's how they make their – they're making their money off your tip. So tipping 20% sounds good. I don't think anybody should have an issue with that. Uh, Trav, you, you, you falling in that category or not? I'm going to say that that's cap because there's a word in the question that I think changes it, the word always. Always is a – no. There are – put it to you this way. I've been eating in restaurants for – on my own dime for, let's call it, 35 years, okay, give or okay, take. Okay, you have, you have a bad experience. What happens? A bad experience? I'm tipping 20%. I'm not talking about a bad experience because bad experiences happen, and more often than not, it's not the waiter or the waitress's fault, right? Something happened in the kitchen, something mm – -hmm. whatever. It's not – and in 35 years, I bet you I've tipped less than 20%, maybe – two or three times total, mm -hmm. but if the guy or the girl is a you-know-what, if they are going Made out of their happen. way... They did everything possible, yep. They, if they're going out of their way to make sure that you're having and it is their fault, their attitude, then I can see maybe going a little bit less than that. It's the always, so I'm going to go cap. I took the question differently. <laughs> I thought I understood it as you don't go under 20. I wasn't thinking going over 20. <laughs> uh, what oh. else we got? All right. Uh, is it ever okay... For a player to boo their fans, Travis, is this factor cap? Yeah, is it ever okay for a player to boo their fans? Fact, yeah, yeah. Look, fans can be awful, awful. I know that the vast majority of us that go to games behave ourselves. I know that the vast majority of us that go there don't do anything that we should get booed. But man, oh man, used. I mean, look at the NBA recently, right? Guys throwing things and touching players and all these things. If a player wants to give – I know we're talking about the Mets here where they give mm -hmm. the thumbs down to their fans. Was it stupid? Yeah. 
But fans can be really, really rough. So I, I'm, I'm okay with it under certain circumstances. That What the Mets did was dumb, but I'm okay with some other things. But that leaves such a gray area, so it's kind of tough to – I get it, right? If Trey Young is freaking inbounding the ball and somebody spits in his direction at a Knicks game, not only should he boom, he should give him a quick little slap. Little but two. <laughs> right. Let's, let's, let's put that to the side. But a lot of these uh, – use the Mets as an example – you know, New York is known as one of those markets, and there's certain markets out there. Obviously, you got to deliver. L.A. is one of those markets. If the Lakers aren't playing well, they are booing. They might be booing a player. They might be booing a front office. But the last thing you want to do, I mean, this just comes with the territory. You're making your money. You have a – especially the guys are usually going to get booed. You know who doesn't get booed back in the day? It's not Alex Caruso because he's giving all his effort. And he's just not that good. It's the guy that the expectations are you got to deliver and you're not coming through or the team collectively uh, isn't coming through. To you, For you to turn towards the fans and put both of your thumbs down <laughs> – my man, that is not going to help you short-term or long-term. I think that's a stupid decision. <laughs> Put aside the stuff where fans do something, they're spilling popcorn on a play or something like that. I, 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 don't, think there's a, I don't think there's a case to be made for, for players to say, hey, I'm going to boo every single one of these because I'm like, not coming through in crunch time. I like that they orchestrated it, that they had three different guys doing it. That's awesome. Stupidly awesome. I, I love the excuse, too. Well, it's like, if we don't have you and we're not playing well, yeah. it doesn't help. I'm like, yeah, that's that not dumb. how it works. I that get what you're trying too. to say. That's not how it works. That's dumb, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to get a lot more ASMR of Travis eating his lunch into the microphone in our third hour. Alan, is this Factor Cap? Um, this is Cap. What we are going to get is during breaks – Travis trying to munch down something in that like two minute. He's going to ask Funches how much, how much time we have, and Funches is going to say we got a minute and a half, and then he's going to cart, start cutting into a steak like he's got forty five minutes or so to just stuff as much as he can. I don't think we're going to get it during the show. Let me give you a good example: Michael Thompson during the Lakers, you know, pregame show. He'll just throw in a piece of gum, or he'll have a pretzel, potato chips, throwing potato chips. He'll do that. So you're going to get it from Michael. I don't think we're going to get it from Travis. Now, during the breaks, it's uh, – I, I I don't know what happens during the breaks. I, I haven't been in that predicament yet. It, just, just so I understand, ASMR is that whispering stuff, right? Yes, it's where like, you get really close to hear all the sound yeah. effects. <laughs> no, it's no. where people will have videos with 100,000 of views and they're eating a piece of pizza. Yeah, I, I – I, look, I like to eat. It's well established here on the show. I like to talk about food. I'll, I'll, period, full stop. Watching or listening to another person eat is disgusting. It's really gross. <laughs> you know, like the next time you're out, you're sitting in a restaurant out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you can't do it because there will be nobody there. But Emily and Funches, the next time you guys are at a restaurant, look Funches at another table. Funches don't laugh at that. Funches don't laugh at that, okay? <laughs> look it's not look that at good. the other table and watch someone eat. It's revolting. <laughs> it's really, really gross. So, no, I'm not going to eat on the air. All righty. I have one left for you guys. So a article came out yesterday saying that the Dodgers were the most hated team in the country. So here's my statement. Astros should be the most hated team in the country. Alan, is this fact or cap? So it's it's cap for an, or it's fact for a couple of reasons. Fact for a couple of reasons because, first of all, they're still a good team, right? So they still have a chance of winning a World Series. Sometimes when a team isn't good, they become less and less relevant. You don't really care. People don't have that much passion for them. Second reason is 
they cheated to a World Series and nothing else happened. And this is the first year that fans actually get to react to it. To have the Dodgers the most hated team in Major League Baseball, Trav, I don't really understand this one. Like, I there there aren't that many. Who do you hate on the Dodgers? Like, yeah. who do you look at Walker Bueller and say, oh, I can't stand that guy. Wait, why wouldn't you be able to stand it? Kershaw's arguably the nicest player in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> he might be, yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts, yesterday you're watching. Who doesn't like Mookie? Who doesn't like Mookie? <laughs> he's he's – during some of the replays yesterday, he's sitting there talking with a Braves player. They're you know catching up and smiling. Like, there's a lot of likable players on the Dodgers. I understand they won a World Series, but they're more hated than the Astros. Help me understand that one. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's 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 fact. The Astros, for all the reasons Al just laid out, should be the most hated team in baseball, and really should be in perpetuity until. Until they come out and say, and the, as an organization, I'm mean, like the, the players, the Bregmans, the Correas, the Altuves of the world, they're never going to say it, whatever. they got to wear that scarlet letter for the rest of their lives. They know mm-hmm. it. I know it. We all know it. The Astros need to make it right with the universe and admit what they did and take down the banner and all that silly stuff. But you're right about the Dodgers. That The only player on the Dodgers that's even remotely, <laughs> remotely polarizing is Trevor Bauer, and he's been erased from the history of the team. It's like it never happened. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think unless they took this poll five minutes after he came over, there you're, you're right. There isn't anybody on this team that's unlikable. In fact, Justin Turner is a likable guy. Who doesn't like the Max Muncie and Chris Taylor story? These are guys that were basically discarded from other teams that anybody could have had them. They come and they become all stars here in L.A. You got saying, young. I can't stand Will Smith. Yeah, yeah Will Smith. Yeah. If you Will Smith <laughs> no looks player. like everybody's favorite little brother. Right, like who, who wouldn't want to have Will Smith as your little brother? He's he's awesome at baseball. He's smiling. He's having a good time. Like who wouldn't love to have that? I I I don't get it at all. It should be the Astros. Yes, that's a fact. That's factor cap. Not bad. Not bad. I look. I think we can all. It's it's one of those rare things, right? Other than okay. Houston, we can all agree that we hate the Astros. That's the way that it's supposed to go. Speaking of the Dodgers, they won one last night in a way they haven't done it in a little bit of time. We'll talk about it. Plus, it is the dump. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. All right, Slee. So the Dodgers last night. They won a game doing something that feels like they haven't done in a long time. They, they, in, in actuality, it's something that they've done pretty well, but I think it's just the the, the residue of the weekend. Okay, they they won a game with a great starting pitching performance. You you forget how good that they've been mm-hmm. over the. I mean, we're talking months with two starting pitchers and and sometimes three with with Urias. But they've been winning games with bullpen. Last night was kind of a traditional win. Hit some home runs, great start from your starting pitcher, have the bullpen do enough to get it to the finish line, win the game. Before it's, all right, Mitch White pitches an inning, and here comes Gratterall, and here comes Price, and here comes Bickford, and here comes Vezia. It's just this parade of relief pitchers, and shockingly, it's been able to hold together. But last night was kind of a traditional win that we haven't seen in a while. At least it felt that way. Okay, by the time the week ends, okay, you got two more against the Braves. Mm-hmm. Then you got three in San Francisco. Ooh, You're a game wait. and a half back right now. Can't wait. Where are we? Five games from now, where are we? I think it's going to be one. I think it's going to be one. I, I think the Giants will bounce back and win. I think the, okay. the, the Dodgers have Scherzer and Bueller going the next two games. I think mm-hmm. the Dodgers win two out of three games in this series. I think the Brewers probably lose – or uh, yeah, the Brewers win two out of three. They have the four – they have a four-game four four. or a three-game? They have four. Okay. So they play Thursday. So the they'll Dodgers split. You're off. saying two and two. Yep. I think they'll split. I think the Dodgers will pick up 
a half game in that extra game, right? The fourth game that the Dodgers don't have. I think it's going to be one going into the series, which means, you know, Friday night takes on this crazy, crazy feel because Mm -hmm. first place is on the line. Whoever wins is in first place. Mm -hmm. I know the Dodgers would tie for first place, but the Giants can either, they can finally, for the first time in a while, exhale. Absolutely exhale. Whereas the Giants, if they are tied going into two more games, you know that they're gripping that hard. And for those who you know don't know, this will be the final three-game set, the final time that the Dodgers and the Giants face each other, unless they face each other in the postseason. So that's how critical this, this, these next few games are. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Still kind of rattled by the fact that LeBron James is the fifth oldest player Stupid. in the entire league. Slee. Ridiculous. I haven't been able to let that one go. Ridiculous, and I say it as a compliment. You know, yeah. I, if if you look at if you're just tuning in right now, by the way, you can always catch the full two hours ESPN app or on iTunes. Search Travis and Slee. We're starting next week, three hours uh, from nine fifty-five to, uh, to to one p.m. So the 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 players that are on that list. When's the last time you said anything about Udonis? No. How about Andre Iguodala? When's the last time Andre Iguodala was not just relevant, but I know he was relevant, obviously, with the Warriors. Yeah. He's Andre Iguodala. He was the fourth best player on that team. Okay? Fifth best player, wherever you want to put him. Udonis Haslam's on that list. J.J. Reddick's on that list. He's not even on a roster right now. I'm missing one player right off the top of my head, but... LeBron's the fifth oldest player in the NBA, still doing what he's doing, which you know should put uh, kind of some added pressure on these other guys like Anthony Davis, like Russell Westbrook, to kind of pick up the slack. Um, but I, I just, it's so weird to see that on paper and say, wait a minute here, we're walking into this next season where LeBron's the fifth yeah. oldest player in the league, and we could still make a case that he's going to, you know, fight for MVP. Funches just sent us this text. Uh, it- the Lakers have six I blocked, players. I blocked Funches, so I don't see anything he sends me. Let me, let me I'll still get out. through. <laughs> the Lakers have six players on their team this year that were all-stars in 2012. <laughs> okay? But here's the deal. They, they, think of these names. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are guys that you need to get big things from if it's going to go the way that they want. But Russell Westbrook is not being asked to do nearly as much as LeBron. The rest of these guys, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, and Marcus Gasol, are all guys that you're asking to do very specific, narrow 15 roles. minutes a game, yeah. you know, whatever you can contribute. Be ready for the postseason. Yep. A- absolutely. And mm-hmm. and then you could look at the, the other guys that are on the list. The only other player on that list that you're thinking, that guy needs to be, if not the best player on his team, damn close to it, is Chris Paul. Right, he he. All these other guys are either they literally barely play, or, or they're, they're not on a roster right things. now, or they're not on rosters. Yeah, it it's it is absolutely extreme, and we just blast past it. We just mm-hmm. we, oh yeah, LeBron. At some point, we just stopped expecting him to be a normal human being. We stopped expecting him to age. Stopped expecting him to have his game start to fade a little bit. And I mean, I'm assuming it's going to happen eventually, Al, but not yet. Let's wait a couple years. We're not ready for that yet. Not I'm ready not. for that yet. No, I'm not. I am ready for the dump. It really isn't an addition of the dump if we don't talk about Shohei Otani in some some way, shape, or form. Home run number 42 last night for Shohei. He got uh, doinked on the hand a couple of nights ago, but apparently he's fine. Number 42, Al. Actually, a great game. Them and the Yankees. Uh, obviously, Yankees got a lot they're playing for right now, leading the Sox and uh, Red Sox in the wild card. And the Angels, out of nowhere. You know, you always say this. You always say anybody can win one night. That's just another good example. But Otani, um, 
you know, got hit in the hand and it's kind of affecting from a pitching perspective. Still, Jack's his 42nd homer. What's better than when somebody just churns the way he churns on those pitches? Trav, is there anything sweeter in baseball? I know, like, there's certain swings that Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. say, there's certain players, but damn, is it beautiful when Otani hits one? It's the sound, too. It's that pop of the bat that that is different than everyone like we saw the Dodgers hit four home runs last night they're all cool but they don't sound like that it sounds like an explosion when Otani gets one along the way does he get to 50 Al he's got you know got 30 games left he's got to hit eight more does he get to 50 yeah let's give him the benefit of the doubt give him the benefit of the doubt 50 and 20 and eh, let's throw in 10 wins and 150 strikeouts just beyond stupid Dennis Rodman uh, we all know the story. We saw it in uh, The Last Dance. Yep. Michael Jordan had to go to Vegas to pull Dennis Rodman out of Vegas that during the middle of the NBA Finals and that whole deal that went down. They're going to make a movie about that, 48 Hours in Vegas. Now, Dennis Rodman is attached to it. He's an executive producer along the way. I'm in. I, I, I want to hear that story told from a different point of view. I, I still kind of go back to The Last Dance, why we didn't get more Luke Longley. So I'm more. I'm gonna fall more into the camp that we need a Luke Longley documentary. <laughs> Nobody's interested in Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this 48 hours in Las Vegas and all these uh, beautiful women and how he lived his life and spent all this money lavishly and Michael Jordan to go getting him. We need more Luke Longley. You see the angle I'm taking there, Trav? <laughs> it's your, uh, by, it's by, your lane. By, you, by you the way, like those obscure this, guys. This last dance thing, you know, that was one of the bigger storylines in the entire thing. It was Phil Jackson convincing Jordan that, hey, we need to let Rodman go to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And Jordan being like, what the hell are you talking about? Can you imagine Phil Jackson making a pitch to Michael Jordan that for the better of the team, Dennis Rodman needs to go to Vegas for 48 hours? I think, yeah, I can. I I think a more... (sighs) Any other coach in sports, maybe... Would not have done that. But Phil Jackson, is he sees the world a little differently. Yep. He, he sees the world kind of through an Eastern philosophy prism sure. as opposed to a traditional, I'm the coach, you do what I say, and we're here at 10. If you're there at 10-01, I'm going to make the whole team do push-ups on their knuckles. All of that nonsense, right? He realized, how do I get the best out of this guy? This guy's different stroke. Also this, made it weirder, guys, is that it happened during the 98 finals. Yeah, well, absolutely. But again, this is what makes Jackson a, sure. a legend. Is that he realized, you know how I'm going to get the best out of Dennis Rodman? To go let I'm going to let him go to Vegas. I'm going to let him do whatever the hell he wants. Sure. And, and Michael Jordan is competitive enough and smart enough to go, you know what? As long as he's back to play, I don't give a damn. It, it, it it's extraordinary. Yeah, I want to see that movie. I'd love to see like a documentary on that that doesn't have Jordan's fingerprints on it, that doesn't have Rodman's fingerprints on it. Just kind of uh, uh, you want the a, waitress as, in Vegas that was serving uh, drinks hotel there. managers. Yeah, Carmen Electra point Carmen of view. Carmen Electra, right? Uh-huh. Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan. Like, I want all the participants, but I don't want one of them to be the one that's your guy, Luke Longley, along the way. Yeah, Luke Longley would be good too. I love that. All right, nineteen ninety. Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. became the first father-son duo to play on the same team at the same time, and both of them got a hit in the first inning. Are we going to see that with LeBron? Are we going to see LeBron mm. and Bronny on the court at the same time? Yeah, I think so. Here's the only thing. I, this is what I don't know, and I, I genuinely have no idea. How good is Bronny? Like, I, I don't know. Is he is he a good enough player to uh, – by the way, this could be just as fascinating. Do you think we'll see all three Ball brothers on the same team at some time? At some point. On the same team? That, that on seems the same that, team. 
That would be because there's no, that, so that's few That's probably spots. more doable. That's probably more doable because Lonzo's getting paid right now. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, what's Lamelo is an absolute baller, and he's not going anywhere. Will will get get paid and everything else. They'll find a way because those two players are so good, specifically Lamelo. Um, that there's going to be some type of well, you got to bring in Leangelo as well. You got to bring in Jello. I think that that eventually happens at some point in the league. I, I hope not because I they're don't so want young too. The, well, the, the age thing might make them more likely. Think, think about it. Think about if I'm trying to think who's the oldest player. Let's use let's use Justin Turner as an okay. example. Okay. Yep. If all of a sudden starting at third base tonight, Justin Turner. Mm-hmm. Starting in right field tonight, Justin Turner Jr. You'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. His kid is in the same line. How is that even possible? It speaks to both of them, right? That the old man, that Griffey Sr., still was still it. good enough to be yep. playing at about 40 years old and that the kid was such a prodigy that he came up 20 years twenty years old and, and made it happen. And single in the first inning. Crazy. Uh, Absolutely that. crazy along the way. Uh, let's see here. John McEnroe played his first U.S. Open match and received his first penalty back in 1977. That's one of the great athletes of the late part of the 20th century. John McEnroe, as far as just character and interesting. John McEnroe, I, speaking of movies, mm-hmm. give, somebody give me a John McEnroe biopic. I would love to see that. Even him as a broadcaster, right? You're always interested in listening to him, get his take, opinion. He's he's not going to he's not gonna hold back, let's just put it that way, and just kind of as he was as a player as well. Absolutely. All right, Slee, we got another hour starting a week from today. Don't forget, starting on September 7th, we're going to be starting at 9.55. We're going to go all the way to 1 o'clock. More Travis and Slee. Exactly what the world needs. More you and me. How do they find the pod? Scan the app on iTunes. Search Travis and Slee. We appreciate you guys tuning in. See you tomorrow morning, 8.55. It'll be the Wednesday edition. Maybe the Dodgers will be within a half a game. We'll see you then. Travis and Slee at 8.55. Don't be late.